0: Welcome to Regenerative Medicine Today, this is John Murphy and it's my pleasure to welcome by a telephone Dr. Cedric Blampon from Belgium Dr. Blampon is the recipient of the ISSR University of Pittsburgh Young Investigator Award and it was based on that that I chose to ask him to join us for this podcast. Welcome to Regenerative Medicine Today. Thank you. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit about your research interests and what was called to the attention of the ISSCR in terms of recognizing you for your pioneering studies.
1: I'm interested in understanding the role of stem cells during epithelial morphogenesis and development, homeostasis during adult life, as well as during repair. Something that we start exploring in our lab this year is the role of stem cells during cancer initiation and growth. So that's the different topic, which are quite large but who follow somehow the same basic question all along that we are studying in our lab.
0: So, as you just indicated, there's a host of areas of interest and and foci of your group, which I might comment I was pleased when I saw the website. You have about 30 colleagues that are collaborating in this, is that correct? Yes. That's a very large group, particularly for a young and very well-recognized investigator.
1: I think it's today quite challenging to manage uh, the size of such a large group like this. But up to now, I think the high quality of the people in my lab make that while you know, I have to certainly look at what they are doing, it's, it's not like a daily uh, job. And I can you know sometimes spend several weeks in conference and abroad, and the work is still done in the labs.
0: Very good. So you mentioned a number of your interest areas, but it seems that a, a number of your projects focus on issues related to cancer. Is that correct?
1: Yes, totally correct. At least half of my group are working on the cancer-related topic.
0: So can you give us a brief synopsis, perhaps, of what the projects are related yeah. to cancer?
1: So when I finished my postdoctoral studies in the lab of Eden Fuchs, which I work in skin stem cells. And so when I start my own groups, I still wanted to work on skin-related projects. And we decided that one of the key questions at that time was that for most of the cancer, the type of oncogene that the cells should accumulate to initiate a cancer was quite well known. However, the cells that need to accumulate these different oncogenic mutations to induce a cancer was clearly elusive at that time. And so what we have done initially, it was to use lineage tracing experiment in which we can target oncogenic hits, either uh, oncogene expression of tumor suppressor gene deletion in different cell type of the skin epidermis and evaluate which are the cells that upon the congenic mutation give rise to tumors. And very interestingly, what we found was not exactly what we were expecting at that time. And so to give you two examples, the most frequent cancer in human, it's a skin cancer called the basal cell carcinoma. And when you look at the microscope of this cancer, you think that, you know, this cancer resembles very much to a messed-up hair follicle. And so it was thought for, you know, decades, that this tumor arises from air follicles and possibly air follicle stem cells. But when we test that in mouse, we could not initiate at all this tumor from air follicle stem cell. And this tumor arises from actually the cells that maintain the skin barrier itself, the interfollicular epidermis. And so that tells us that the differentiation of a cancer cannot be used to somehow Guess from which tumor it arises. And sometimes the tumor differentiation can be completely misleading to extrapolate this cellular origin. So, now having found which are the cells at the origin of the two most frequent skin cancers, so the basal cell carcinoma and the squamous cell carcinoma, we're trying to understand what are the changes that occur in these single tumor-initiating cells, from the first oncogenic hit to the development of an invasive cancer. And so that's very important to really understand what cancer initiation is and whether we can block some part of the molecular changes that occur which can somehow inhibit or delay tumor-initiation. That's one key field of research that we are doing. The second one is to understand another completely unrelated question. is when tumors arise, how do tumors grow? And and do tumors grow like normal tissue through the presence of rare tumor stem cells? Or do all tumor cells are somehow equivalent and stochastically proliferate or differentiate? And for that, we are using different type of technique and assays. And among the cellular assay that we are using, we are using the same type of transplantation assay that people have used extensively these last 10 years to assess tumor heterogeneity, which is the isolation of different subpopulation of tumor cells and transplant this different subpopulation of tumor cells into immunodeficient mice and see whether there's a subpopulation of tumor cells that are much better than the other in propagating a tumor in this transplantation. We have also very recently used a completely different technique to assess the mode of tumor growth in vivo in the normal tumor microenvironment. And so, as I said, up to now, most of the assay to assess tumor heterogeneity was done with transplantation essay. And these transplantation assays are fantastic. They are an, an excellent essay to assess the long term renewal of the cells and whether the differentiation property of a tumor cells. But this essay clearly tells us what the cells can do in this transplantation essay. By any means this essay tell us what the cells really do during tumor growth. And so to address this question much more precisely, we devise a new methods to label by genetic lineage tracing tumor cells when the tumor is already formed, and follow over time the fate of individual tumor cells, and try with this data to reconstruct somehow the cellular dynamics and hierarchy that sustain tumor growth.
0: So this is very interesting. If I could go back to uh, the comment you made earlier you mentioned about different types of cells and looking at how cancer grows and spreads. Yeah, I know there's other people that believe that cancer stem cells are the source of the growth of the tumor. Is that, is that your finding as well?
1: Yes, what we found certainly is in banning tumors, which are still quite differentiated, which did not lose you know, all the normal differentiation of their overall tissue. There's, there's a clear cellular hierarchy with more rare cells that can be named tumor stem cell or cancer stem cell that sustain tumor. That, From this analysis, it is clear now. However, more you go in tumor progression, more you look at tumor in the late stage of tumorigenesis, then it's still not clear whether all cells somehow acquire progressively this kind of tumor stem cell properties. And it's still not clear, to my opinion, whether the cells that resist to medical therapy, radiotherapy, chemotherapy, and which are responsible for the tumor relapse after therapy, are truly the same cells that feed the tumor growth in the absence of treatment. And so there's still a possibility of the existence of multiple types of clonogenic cells in a tumor Some of them sustain the tumor growth during the normal progression of the tumor, others that may resist differently and being responsible for tumor relapse. It's still not clear neither whether the the assay that we have used and everyone in the field has used in the past using this transplantation assay are the same cells that behave like a tumor stem cell in the lineage tracing experiment. And so it will be essential now in the future to really try to nail down whether the cells that present higher clonogenicity upon transplantation are truly the same cells that sustain tumor growth in the normal circumstance.
0: So I know these are very fundamental studies, but the outcomes are very important in terms of various cancer therapies. What is the stage of this research? Is it before there's some opportunities for clinical assessment? Is it five years, yes. ten years?
1: If the cancer stem cell theory holds to be true, there's a very new opportunity for which we need to take advantage of. The fact that, by definition, a tumor of a stem cells needs both to self-renew, but also to differentiate it. And if one can understand the mechanism that regulate this balance between proliferation and differentiation and stimulate the differentiation of a tumour, that would lead to a very significant clinical benefits without having too much impact on the normal tissue behaviour. And so ideally we should look for you know unique mechanisms that regulate tumor stem cells versus the other stem cells and try to exploit this mechanism and to develop a new therapy. I think we are still in the infancy of this field, and there's still very few knowledge or solid knowledge about what clearly regulates this balance between proliferation and differentiation, what regulate the cell cycle time of these cells, and whether or not these cells are the cells that, as I say, resist to the medical treatment and being responsible for the tumor relapse. So I think it's difficult already today to see when exactly the clinical application of this new concept and new field will be. It's possible that certain findings can be rapidly translated into clinical application. For the general idea and mechanism to target cancer stem cell, much more basic research is needed before seeing the first clinical trials using this concept.
0: That was my suspicion. So I've heard other scientists say that if the cancer stem cell hypothesis is correct, that there's different therapies are needed to deal, for example, different chemotherapy regimes, are necessary to deal with cancer stem cells as opposed to tumor cells in general. Is that your observation as well?
1: What I think, it's probably if one can exploit this notion of cancer stem cell and inhibit the cancer stem cell to have a clinical benefit, I think we will need to combine classical treatment with new line of treatment that would get this Special sets, And there's been, for example, uh, several recent papers, one of them published in Science this summer, who show clearly that targeting and ablating the tumor stem cells and really a synergistic advantage when combined with classical chemotherapy. Yeah. And so clearly this indicates to me that the best treatment will probably arise from a combination of treatment targeting different aspects of tumor biology in general, plus targeting the cancer stem cell in particular.
0: So I believe that in addition to your cancer biology, you have some ongoing studies in terms of normal biological systems and stem cells. Is that correct?
1: Yes, totally correct. So we are very interested to understand how the homeostasis, so the equilibrium between the cell produced and the cell lost in adult tissue is regulated, and we are using for that three different tissue. We are studying actively the skin epidermis, the mammary gland, and the prostate now. And we are trying to understand what really regulates the heterogeneity of progenitor in these different tissue, how they balance also proliferation and differentiation. What is the proportion of the stem cell? What are the molecular mechanisms that regulate stem cell progenitor and differentiated cells in these three tissues?
0: Very interesting, and also, I might add, very promising. I clearly understand why the ISSCR chose you for the 2012 Young Investigator Award.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So as we conclude this discussion, uh, I'd like to uh, again say thank you for taking the time to join us by phone from Belgium. We'll post on the podcast website a link to your website so that listeners can get more information if they have an interest. I'd like to remind our listeners that you can reach us at mail or And until we have another interesting interview on this podcast series, I say thank you for listening.